0: Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald, aka The R Star, aka Mr. Straight Fire, and this is unabashedly Reggie's breakdown, analysis, and review reaction to Eminem's verse on "Come with the Machines." Burn. Before we start, now this is usually the part that I remind you to like, share, and subscribe, but with this song being about guns and shooting, I feel the need to address the recent shooting that occurred in the United States in the past few weeks. Now, I don't want to make this political, but if you're a person who have thoughts of doing harm to innocent people or actually anyone, please talk to someone before doing anything stupid. And if you're aware of people having crazy thoughts to do harmful things, heinous things, whether it's a friend or co-worker or someone at school, please, Please report them to your authorities. Politicians like to put blame on video games, movies, and music. But to paraphrase Eminem, none of them can load up a gun for you and cock it, too. Mental health is a real thing, so make sure you report people suffering from mental health issues that may cause harms to themselves and others. And if you feel that easy access to guns are also the cause to mass shootings, then reach out to your local government and press them to change laws on how to acquire guns. Sorry to start this on a sad note, but that was my public service announcement. Anything else? Yeah. Don't do drugs. Bang was released on July 19th, 2019. It is the first single off of Conway's upcoming album, God Don't Make Mistakes. It was produced by regular Conway collaborator, UK producer B. Butcher and producer Daringer. And as you would expect, there's additional production by Eminem and Luis Resto, his producer. Indeed, M is known to add his own touch during his verses. If you're not familiar with Conway, here's a very brief bio. Conway the Machine and his little brother Westside Gun were both signed to Shady Records through Griselda Records in March 2017. That made them the first rappers hailing from Buffalo, New York to sign with a major label. Now you might notice that Conway has a very peculiar face. Well, that's because in 2012 he was shot in the back of the head and neck which paralyzed the right side of his face. So he's from the street and that reflects on his content and the title of that song. On Bang, each rapper gives their take on letting a gun go, letting it bang. Conway, being from the hood, raps about it on the literal sense by bragging about his gangster and his street prowess, from drug dealing to shooting people. Although he had been signed for a while, I wasn't familiar with Conway at all, but he made a very good first impression. He has a very rough and rugged delivery. There's not one particular line that stood out, but overall it was a pretty good verse, and it's always nice to see a rapper who does at least two syllable rhymes on every line. Now Eminem's verse, not being a gangster, he can't brag about what he did in the streets or how he lets his gun go, although he was guilty of having a concealed weapon. So instead, he crafted his verse as a metaphor for how his thoughts, his lyrics and raps are weapons in their own rights, because he's destroyed so many MCs over the years throughout his career. Also, this verse is very reminiscent of not alike when he mentioned things he wants and doesn't want to be compared to. Now, I think this verse might be his best verse of 2019 so far. It's a great combination of nice wordplay and delivery. Although it was a little choppy in the beginning, I would say the execution was better than on revival and songs prior to that. With so many switch-up of flows and tones of voice, it makes the verse very entertaining and very replayable. And the beat changes are dope. I haven't spoken on the beat yet, but that beat goes so hard. Very dark and grimy. I like that. Anyways, without further ado, I bring to you Marshall's Verse Breakdown. I used to be a man of the people. Hit the club and mingle. Used to dream one day I'd be fucking pink like a flamingo. That was back when I smoked cannabis. Man, but it... Was stuff cause I was a fan of his so it sucked the hand of his ass. A part of this verse is about Eminem taking a look back at his career. Being a man of the people is an idiom that means being someone who understands and is liked by the ordinary people. In other words, it's being an average Joe. Early in his career in the early 2000s, Eminem was still looked as a regular guy although all the fuss was about him. So he was able to go out and have fun and party, but after he became a megastar, that was impossible anymore. You can't even stage dive in a crowd. It sucks. Sometimes he just want to walk into Target and look at shit and browse. <laughs> Got that? Then continuing is reflecting. He does a nice little wordplay with a double entendre. The kind that always makes me crack a little smile. It's silly, but it works. Let me explain. Just like the notorious B. I. G., he had dreams of fucking an R. B. chick. That would be the singer Pink, with whom he collaborated a few times. So that line can be read two ways. Dream one day I'd be fucking pink, as in having sex with a singer. And the other way is dream one day I'd be the fucking color pink, like a flamingo. A flamingo is that pink bird. But here's a little fun fact and a little bit of science about flamingos. Actually, flamingos are not pink. They're born with gray feathers that gradually turn pink in the wild because of the natural pink dye called canthazentin that is in their diet, which constitutes of shrimp and algae. Moreover, if you wonder how come they are pink in zoos, that's because zookeepers put that same canthazentin in the food. Enough science, back to the rap. Slim's beef with cannabis is a weird one, but before we get into that, let's look at the wordplay. Cannabis is a Jamaican-born American rapper from New York. About.com and the Source magazine has both placed them in their top 50 MCs and lyrics of all time. And as you know, cannabis is another word for the ganja that would be weed. So when he says, back when I smoked cannabis, it's another double entendre. Because in that time period, M was still smoking weed, and to smoke someone is a slang that means to destroy someone. Now I wouldn't say Eminem destroyed cannabis, but the diss track cannabis is one of the most entertaining diss track I've ever heard. So what was that beef about? I'll try to make it short. You see, cannabis was beefing with El J, one of M's idol, and for some unexplained reason, Cannabis thought that M had ghostwritten LL's The Reaper Strike Back diss track. But M told Cannabis he didn't and actually respected him and loved his style and wanted to make a track with him. That was before the Slim J D L P. Cannabis wasn't interested at the time. Skip a year later, Slim went platinum and Cannabis went lead or double copper wood. So now that Slim is success, Cannabis reached out to make that song, but M wasn't really feeling the song he was presented with. Cannabis took it as an offense and went on to record a couple of Lesser freestyle, this is and the weird you didn't care, which is him rapping from the point of view of Stan. Officially, M hasn't released a diss track of Cannabis, because Cannabis let it be known that song was never released, it leaked, Got that? But officially, M has dropped a couple lines to Cannabis. A couple of them on the Eminem show. On Square Dance. I'll be brief and let me just keep shit simple. bitch don't want no beef with Slim, no. And don't Say What You Say. If you ever mix me up or confuse me with a Cannabis a Dre with a Dupree. Another one on Exhibit Say My Name. I have my motherfucking ass kicked by Moby if I let some bitch in the can like Biscop for me. And also on DJ K-slate, German Dupree Dis Freestyle. I've made beats for jay for free. Page me, you need a beat. You cannabis, then it's Grace B. If there are other officially released songs where Eminem mentioned cannabis that I missed, please let me know in the comments below. On to the next lines. But yeah, looking back on my feuds, how me and Ja Rule almost got cool because we shot bull back in 01. Was it 02? I don't know, but something told me fucking not to. Then we got stuck in high school, I shoved an Oscar up his wazoo. Now, let me make it brief on the Jawa beef with 50 Cent, Junior, and Shady. In short, Jawa and 50 Cent have been arch enemies even before 50 got signed. In fact, Murder Inc. Jawa's crew and label has ties with the man responsible for the murder attempt on 50 Cent when he got shot nine times. That would be connect Supreme McGriff. Plus, 50 Cent has been stabbed by Murder Inc. rapper Black Chow in the studio, something that might have been orchestrated by Jawa himself. Back to M. The reason why Jawa specifically had issue with M is because Murder Inc. allegedly Black try to blackball 50 Cent from being signed in the industry. So as soon as 50 signed on that dot, that involved Eminem in that beef. Now, the fact that they met prior and almost got cool, that's an info that I don't think we knew before. That's why I love and being in this phase of looking back, because I feel we will learn interesting facts about his career like this one. The Oscar up is Wazoo, the one he won for Lose Yourself. It is a reference to the intro of the Jal Dish track by D12 and Obi-Trice, titled Dore Me, also called Haley's Revenge. Haley- Up ass. Now, I think you can figure out what wazoo means. Wazoo is a slang for ass, actually, anus. And we got stuck in high school, it's Eminem admitting that the way they acted during that beef was a little bit immature or childish. Moving on. Now, the next part, the beat changes and becomes an interpolation of Coolio's Gangster Paradise. And Em does that singing layered with deep and high pitched vocals that we know him for. Some people dislike it, but I love it. Yeah. But I think of the rappers I slayed and buried like every night in every career I might have killed. Sometimes I say a prayer and die. Wonder is there a heaven for a G? And if so, is the sanctuary nice? Studios for rap like Coolio shooting craps at gangsters' paradise. In that bridge, there are two references to classic hip hop songs. First, is there a heaven for a G? Is it not the hook of Tupac's Life Goes On, where Pac says, Rest in peace, young, there's a heaven for a G? And it's also referenced reference to Pac's I wonder if heaven's got a ghetto. The other reference, which is more explicit, is to Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. From the soundtrack of the movie Dangerous Mind and his debut album, Gangster's Paradise can be considered the first rap song to go fully mainstream. It spent 12 weeks in the top two Billboard Hot 100 and was the best-selling single of 1995. Now, on the surface, it sounds as if M only name-drops the song, but he actually does a wordplay. Gangster's Paradise hides a homophone of... Pair of dice, and that goes with shooting craps right before. Craps is a dice game in which the players make wagers on the outcome of the roll or a series of rolls of a pair of dice. Now, here's a little something that I noticed twice. Eminem did that, yeah, as a pause in between lines. That's something that I think was popularized by Drake, so it's interesting to see Eminem do it as well. It proved the respect that he has for Drake. Anyways, Moving on, here Mike, there Mike, everywhere Mike, share and share like, but just don't compare like, instead of compare me, bigger, fair fight, compare me to Lightning, but that similarity striking, compare me to Jaws, compare me to Manson, Marilyn or Charles, compare me to nods, Bigger or I just love the way he just slowed down the flow, there, the here Mike, there Mike, everywhere Mike, like just the way he said it, I don't know, I thought I was so cool. Here, there, and everywhere is an idiom that means something is in many different places that is all over. So the point Marshall is making is that so many new school rappers sound the same. That would be because rapping and recording music have become so much easier to access that everyone can be a rapper. The ease of access give, gave birth to what we call SoundCloud rappers. And when we think of SoundCloud rappers, we often think of rappers who share a similar rapping style and look, lean rapping and face stats on trap beats. And just like he said on Kamikaze, these rappers and him are not alike. But he lists things he should be compared to. Jaws, the giant man eating great white shark from the classic 1975 Steven Spielberg movie. Marilyn Manson, the American metal singer who was a very controversial figure just like Eminem was. Charles Manson, an American criminal and cult leader whose followers committed nine murders. Eminem mentioned Charles Manson on I'm Back on the Marshall Mathers LP and then again on the second of the Mathers disc set on the song rhyme of reason where he said makes you want to get up and start dancing even if it's charles manson who just happens to be rapping now eminem is nothing like that bum ass garbage human being that charles manson was but just like a cult leader slim has often been accused of being a bad influence on his younger listeners something he admits to on venom plus he has that line in underground from relapse where he says captain of a cult with an elite following so he definitely sees himself as someone some sort of a cult leader like manson due to the influence he has on his fans And there's a fun fact. Charles Manson's middle name is Miles, so he's Miles Manson. They even have the same initial. And it goes without saying that yes, M deserves to be compared to Nas, Biggie, and Pac, because just like them, he's one of the greatest of all time, period. Now going back one line, he does a nice wordplay as he compares himself to lightning. He says that comparison is striking, and that goes with lightning as in a lightning strike. And quite frankly, who else but Marshall can catch lightning in the bottle and set it fire to water? Moreover, in that use, striking means something that is easily noticed, therefore attracts your attention. It's often used with words like resemblance or similarity. Let's continue. Do not compare me to that Iggy bitch or all this fucking Milli Vanilli hip hop. Man, why can Eminem leave that Australian girl alone? Iggy, of course, a reference to the singer rapper Iggy Azalea. and randomly mentioned her in the song Vegas. So what's it gonna be? Put that shit away, Iggy. You gonna want a rape whistle me. <laughs> to which she tweeted. I'm bored of the old men threatening young women as entertainment trend and much more interested in the young women getting money trend. So you know M had to reply to that, so in Kill Shot, he compared MGK to her but said that Iggy Ho, And Iggy didn't like that. She tweeted, This song should be filled with celebrity name drops to pad out lazy bars. That's why Marshall calls her out again. At this point, she's just a punching bag that M hits whenever he needs something to rhyme with. I think it's becoming too gratuitous. But seriously, Slim, you should just leave that girl alone. Also, the fact that he compared MGK to Iggy and doesn't want to be compared to Iggy, in a way, it could be Loki saying he didn't want to be compared to MGK. I'm just reaching a little. Switching gears, Milli Vanilli is the infamous German R&B duo that will go down as the biggest fraud in music history. In the late 80s and early 90s, they were one of the biggest pop acts. They sold millions of records and even won a Grammy for Best New Artist. You may even have heard their song, Girl You Know It's True. So why am I using hair quotes and calling them the biggest fraud? Well, not only did they not write their own music, they didn't even sing their own stuff. That's right, they were lip-singing all along, but once that got exposed, that was the end for them. Sadly, the night before they tried to make a comeback with a new album where they actually sang, one of the singer, Robert Pilatus, died of an overdose. Damn. But bringing it back to the line, I think M used them once again to highlight the fact that so many rappers today don't write their own stuff. Next line. This is where all the silly shit stopped Compare me to the pistol that triggered this thought. I'll stop here. Look at the alliteration with the T sound. To the pistol that triggered this thought. That's why that line sounds so cool. So much can be done just through writing. And the next line's delivery is dope too. They're not all perfect rhyme, but the flow was so dope. The reason why is because he gave them in chunks of five syllables. The semi, the glot nine millies get caught, I'm sending a shot. You see, once again, just with the writing, you can create an amazing flow. I was just reading it, and yet you can still feel the bounce of the words. Great writing. Also here, he names different types of guns, and also said the pistol that triggered the thought. That's another way of saying that word's a weapon, like the song he did. But this time, it's more his brain that is the gun. Don't come around with them floss rap trying to stunt. compare me to Meek, Big Get Popped. Here we have a really cool metaphor. To floss and to stunt means to show the money you got with your luxury car, clothes, and jewelry. In other words, showing that Ric Flair drip. Now, M didn't want to get compared to a lot of things, but he wants to be compared to Meek Mill. You see, Meek Mill was once arrested for allegedly doing willies on his dirt bike on the streets of Manhattan. Doing a willie can also be called popping a willie, and a willie in itself could be considered a stunt, as in stunts in movies. So, the metaphor here is Eminem saying that rappers who are only about stunning in their raps, who do big willies, will get popped. Not literally, but with lyrical kill shots. And I would like to add, Eminem giving a shout-out to Meek Mill had its roots in something. On May 18th, 2019, Meek tweeted, I'm making power moves with J and M. Levels. Now it's possible that M could mean them, so J and people on his level, but a lot of people think it's actually about Eminem. Only time will tell if they've actually recorded a song together. But with that shout out, it seems more and more likely. One by one, comparing the scabs, I'm picking them off, then going home to fuck Nicki Minaj. Ah, compare me to Diggity, Dawz, ya, I'm higgity hitting it raw, ha. The aw sounds here reminds me of the second verse of Seduction of Recovery, where he did a similar sound at the end of bars. Something he did at the time as a nod to Jay-Z. For non-native English speaker, a scab is that darker skin that forms on a womb. You know, that thing you're tempted to pick. Got that line now? Now, I'll get to Nicki Minaj later, but before that, let's explain the comparison to Diggy Dawes. That would be a comparison to the American rap duo from Brooklyn, New York, Dawes Effects, consisting of Dre and Scoob. They are legends, known for their intricate rhymes, and have influenced so many rappers. That's why M wants to be compared to them, because next to legend, he belongs here, clown. Moreover, Daz Effects are credited for coming up with the Higgity Flow, which is a rap style where the prefix Higgity is used in front of words to create new words. That's why on the next line, M says Higgity hitting it raw as an homage to their style. Also, remember in Best Friend, M did a variant of that style when he rapped, not even the doctors at the hospital are gonna shiggy shock you back to life. It's in possible to revive you. Plus, that's effects were featured on a song by PMD called Rugged and Raw. Although here, hitting it raw means having sex without a condom. And here, he's still referring to Nicki Minaj. But let's read the rest of the lines and I'll explain the connection in the trailer park, told her I played a part like cannon start, eight a like a tater tot. At that moment, the beat changed and so did his flow. I really love it when the beat changes and follows the intensity and change in flow of Am. Dope stuff. Throughout the years, Eminem and Nicki Minaj have flirted through lyrics, and even troll fans are pretending to be dating. But those specific lines by M are a response to Nicki Minaj's Barbie Dreams, where she talks about having sex with rappers in a playful way, a song that was inspired by Biggie's song, Just Playing, the same one that I referenced earlier. In Barbie Dreams, Nicki said, M caught the Barbie dream house, then you can play the part, I ain't trying to bust it open in the trailer park. So M's lines are a direct response to that. Kenan Stark is the name of 50 Cent's character in the series Power, the series where 50 Cent is also the co-creator. So that's a shout out to 50 Cent, which will be followed by another one in the next line. Let's continue. Oh shit, get the shrap like a training bra, lunchtime like at 8 o'clock, but shady's not for the faint of heart, going at these bricks like Lorena Bobby. In the past year or so, get the shrap has become 50 Cent's catchphrase on social media, so once again he references 50 Cent. A shrap is a slang for a gun, and that line... Get the strap originated from the Power TV show that I mentioned earlier. And the simile with training bra, well, training bras are bras worn by girls during puberty and they have straps on them. So that simile is as simple as that. But again, what's cool here is how we rhyme training bra with Kanan Stark and even faint of art. We also have another nice and simple simile with lunchtime like at 8 o'clock where 8 goes with lunch and clock, of course, with time. Lorena Barbas has been referenced by Eminem many times. On Bad Meets Evil's Nothing To Do, on Evil Twin, on Vegas, on Detroit vs. Everybody, and I'm probably missing one. Let me know in the comments below. If you don't know who she is, well, she's famous, or should I say infamous, for grabbing a knife and cutting her husband John's penis while he was sleeping. Yikes! But don't feel too bad for John, because he allegedly raped her that night, and later on was convicted for beating two other women. Back to the line, a prick is a jerk or a dickhead, but it also is a vulgar way to say penis, so M is going at these pricks, rappers, like Lorena. So that's another way of saying he's taking them out. Y'all, with drama, we can make a scary movie like Maul and Wayne's. Obviously, this is a reference to the film series, Scary Movies, written by the Wayne Brothers and starring Marlon Wayans. But there's a little bit more to it because Eminem, well, actually, Bad Meets Evil, were featured on the soundtrack of the first movie in 1999, and the song's title was Scary Movies. Moreover, now this might be a coincidence, but remember I said M referenced Lorena Bobbitt in a song called Nothing To Do? Well, that song was released on the first official release of Bad Meets Evil, which contained the song and Scary Movies song every time, somehow, it all ties together. Y'all looking at the charred remains of Charlemagne the God, slim with west side and come are not plain, and I cock back aim and I spray ya like bang. Now look at how cool the rhyming is here. You have two rhyming patterns put together, Marlon Waynes, charred remains, Charlemagne, but also Maine the God with eight o'clock, Lorraine Bob, and before that, tater tot. By the way, tater tots are just small deep fried potatoes. Once again, we have M sending shots of Charlemagne. If you don't know, Charlemagne the God is one of the hosts of the most popular hip-hop radio show in America, The Breakfast Club. After Charlemagne trashed Revival and his Trump freestyle, M came back at him on the Kamikaze album on the songs The Ringer and Fall. remains is something that is said when referring to things that were found after a fire, like objects or even dead bodies. So this line is a way to say that M ended Charlemagne or that he's done with them. But really, as a fan of Charlemagne myself, I can say that M did not end his career. I really think that was just another shot of him and the fact that Char remains rhymed perfectly with Charlemagne and you know that M will say your name if it fits the rhyming pattern. Plus, let it be known that Charlemagne actually praised the Kamikaze album. Finally, M ends the song by name dropping Conway and his brother Westside Gun, both signed the Shady record as I mentioned earlier. Also, like he often does on a feature, he ends his verse by making a reference to its title or hook. And the cockback aim definitely reminded me of Killshot's cockback aim. Yet, bitch, bop, bang at this. That was the end of the break. That's it, folks. That was my breakdown, analysis, review, reaction to Eminem's verse on Conway the Machine's Bang. Now, did you listen to Nut Up, that relapse to leak track? Well. If you did, let me know in the comments below what you think. Personally, I think it's a good song. It's, it's cool. I'm not going to do a breakdown of it because it's more rhymes and not a lot of things to really discuss or explain. But I do intend to release a breakdown from the Slim Shady LP, but my next video could be a little different. We'll see. But until then, this has been Unabashed Reggie. Thanks. It's been real.